Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah man? I'm chilling. How you doing, Stevie Stacks? I'm ready to kill it today, man. Are you ready to kill it? Yes, sir. What episode are we on? What number? Because this is episode 187 on a mother lover. <laughs> <laughs> Finally hit that 187, baby. 187. If you don't know, uh, look up 187 Urban Dictionary and, and, and then you will know. But most of our fans probably do know. They're probably hip to it. So, yeah. 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 We attract gonna... that kind of crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to kill it today. I'm ready to have a good episode. Uh, we're supposed to have a guest, but when guests don't make it through for some reason, we do a, a me and you app and we usually yeah, have a lot of fun doing it, man. Oh, yeah. been killing it, man. Killing it. So yes. how's the uh, how's the STR journey on your side, my man? STR journey's uh, doing pretty good. We are starting a new place in Houston coming up like a high end luxury townhome. man. so we're going to go the high end route with this one smart yeah, idea so, yeah it's gonna be pretty cool we're, we're partnering on on it with um friends of friends of ours over there mm-hmm. uh uh marty she i went to school with her she um so so i got her two arbitrages over here right in dallas so they she got the bug she got the bug she got the bug she's like i'm gonna start looking over here in houston for us and she and she already has townhomes that she rents out long term right so she, um, she's been doing that for a while, but she's like, man, I wish these these people would leave so I can just Airbnb them all out. You know, <laughs> she just got <laughs> that bug, bro. She got the bug because she saw the profits. And so she um, she found like a friend of a friend, a, a friend of hers has had one coming up for rent. And it's like I said, high end luxury townhome. No HOA, no HOA. It's a little cluster of them. No HOA. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, Houston still legal over there. Uh, you know knock on wood always but but it's gonna be it's really nice really nice has a garage you know has it's a couple levels um nice views of the city real close walking distance to the best spots of the city i mean it's it's nice area and so we're gonna go we're gonna go high end you know a little little higher than um the ikea and the wayfair stuff so but one problem we're running into the shipping times man is out of whack all the, the the chain, you know, what's it called? The supply, supply chain's chain. all messed up. Uh, thanks a lot, Joe Biden. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the supply chain. So a lot of things are are taking a long time to get here. So we wanted to have it up and running before Thanksgiving, but uh, you know, to catch the Thanksgiving crowd because you know, it's a big, you know, big place. Get some, you know, gets a uh, big bookings. But man, it's oh man, it's rough out there. It's the stuff's taking a long time to get here. Oh, see, now you, you got me thinking now. Like, supply chain management, that's huge right now, right? Mm-hmm. How, how long is it going to – now, when did you acquire it, and how long is it going to take y'all to set it up due to that supply chain management issue? So, technically, the lease started – It's you know, it's arbitrage. The lease started uh, the 6th of November. And so we wanted to have it, you know, up and running before, at least before Thanksgiving. But it's that's going to be pretty tough. Now it's looking like sometime in December. And that's with canceling the stuff we already ordered because it just, you know, of course, it gives you a date. 
you know, but then it's just the the date keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. And so we just ended up canceling, you know, some of the orders. It was going to take too long. And so she's, I mean, she actually is having to hit up some of the, the local stores to try to find some stuff because it's just, um, yeah, it's taking forever to get shipped here. How are you, how are you guys setting it up? You got a designer or? Uh, she's, she's doing it. She's real good at interior design. So, yeah, so we're partnering and we told her, yeah, whatever you need to, you know, charge us whatever fee you know we're all we're, like i said whatever fee you're, you're going to charge to to do that stuff and we'll pay it because we can't we're over here and um and so she's gonna she's setting it up she's showing us all the i mean she's always sending this text hey chad how does this look how does this look you know yeah. we're gonna put like a foosball table in there is a spot for a foosball table little bar area i mean something to set us apart yeah and so um i, I think it's gonna be pretty cool it's gonna look it's gonna look really nice dang man that's yeah that that's i'm, I'm running into that supply chain management issue myself but not on an arbitrage because we, we were doing our whole living room, right? So we ordered a couch. It was supposed to be here two weeks ago. They hit us up the day before it was supposed to be delivered and said it's been pushed back a month. We ended up selling all our furniture in our living room, so we ain't got no furniture in our damn living room. <laughs> so we sold it. I'm like, shit, what the hell? So we're just sitting here now waiting on – the ottoman came in, so we're just waiting on the rest of the whole couch to come in. We got a real big-ass – sectionals with the ones that'll cover up the whole living room we mounted the tv in the living room over the fireplace so we're just waiting on our damn shit to come in so it's i'm gonna do that too sitting on lawn chairs and shit basically <laughs> you know so and now i'm like dang you know and i haven't started doing those setups i did some door knocking today and i was just thinking now you got me thinking like damn if i do do a setup man i better Maybe it is good if I'm doing like the burst strategy. Maybe that whole time during that rehab process, I might want to just be stocking up on furniture as much as I can. You know, however long the rehab takes six weeks, go ahead and get the furniture rolling. Because if it's taking that long, this is crazy, man. I'm a month out till I get my furniture. So, <laughs> yeah, but man, that I know that's been the thing with me. But um, other than that, our, it's been going good, man. I finally. I'm uh I'll be off the nine to five. Friday's my last day. Off the really? nine to five. Yeah, yeah. Friday's my last day. Congratulations, so, man. Thank you, thank you. So I'm just waiting to I'm just going all in as soon as I'm off, but I just go all in, cold calling, door knocking, talking to sellers, trying to get something. I actually went uh I went driving for dollars in a very interesting area today of placing the DFW. But yeah, very interesting area that has a lot of good opportunities. That I see. Mm. Yeah, so a few places I'm looking at. Okay. So that's 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 a big step, man. You're just you just um so you're done done with your nine to five job on Friday. Yeah. And how did you how did you set up things uh put things into place to where you're able to still get financing from banks if need be to buy houses? Wrote it all down. I got bank statement loans, DSCRs, um uh Taylor Colangelo, she sent me a message on how to uh i just started it i had to redo my leases so now i'm paying my my, my mortgages are coming straight out of my business account so i after a year of that fannie mae and freddie mac can now remove those mortgages from my dti but uh i'm just thinking about bank statement loans dscrs uh and just working with different lenders just and what just, is dt what is dstrs what those is dscr i gotta remember what it is but it's debt servicing something but my, my my mentor told me he said do these he said if as long as you've had two years of income 
you can get like a DSCR bank statement loan and also just work with different lenders. Let them know what you do. Let them know you have income coming in and all your business income is going towards your know, mortgages and things of that nature. So I wrote it all down. I got it all on my board because that was one thing I was worried about. Like, oh, shit, how do I do this? How do I do this? So I just wrote it down. So, <laughs> so whenever I start thinking about that stuff, it's right there in front of me, you know? Oh, wow. Wow. That's crazy, man. That's yeah. good. That's a huge step. Um, yeah. Taylor Colangelo, she was uh, she was on our show a while back. She knows her stuff. Yeah. And, and she so she works with people getting them homes that don't have jobs as well or just has like their, their business. Uh, no, she works with a lot of lenders. So she's a realtor, but she has a bunch of lenders. Like if you y'all do like if you're in Florida or matter of fact, if you're anywhere and need something about like loans, hit up Taylor, especially right. if you're in Florida. But yeah, she has all those connects on loans and working with different lenders and she'll pull and she's good. She'll pull up the information like straight out of the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, all that. She'll say, hey, you can do this to get this off your personal, off your <laughs> personal. I'm like, oh, damn. So we need to get her back on the show, man. Facts, facts, man. Yeah, because she can help out a lot of people. Facts. It's, 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 uh, it's, um, man, it's, the people are battling for houses right now, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So that's why you like, you really got to go just make a damn deal, man, because it's wholesalers, man. It's hard to get with the wholesalers, but, um, there's a few places out there for sale that you can still get a good deal on. You know, I always thought, like, Okay, because when that when the housing prices just went crazy after two thousand nine, or actually two thousand eleven, it just started like, holy crap, is this is, is this thing ever going to stop? Of course, it hasn't yet. It's already twenty two thousand twenty one. You know, going to be two thousand twenty two soon. And um, and I was like, well, shit, you can get a brand new house for two hundred, two fifty, and then these old houses are like right here now. They're up to one ten, one twenty, one fifty. I was like, okay. It's got to stop when when people are trying to sell an old house for the same price as the new houses, right? Problem is those 200 250,000 new houses are now like 400 450. So it's just both of them are going up the old prices of the old houses and the prices of the new houses just keeps going up, going up, going up. So that gap still stays there, you know? Exactly. And, no, you can't hit an uh, equilibrium or whatever they call it. And then you're like, "Okay, well it's going to stop going up when the rent when people refuse to pay that much in rent." People are fighting over to rent houses now, man. I mean, you, you put a house out there for rent, you get like 20, you know, um, applications like the first day. It's crazy. The people are fighting over to rent freaking houses. Dude, they said DFW rent in the last year went up 20 to 25 percent. That's insane. Nuts, man. That's insane, man. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, you just really got to go create a deal at this point because this is just... It's this, man. It's, it's blood in the streets, man. The people bidding on houses, you know. I have people, like, asking, like, well, I was talking to a coworker, and he's thinking about selling his, and I'm like, I would sell if you're comfortable living in an apartment for a year. But, I mean, if you're going to sell and try to get another house, man, you're about to spend top dollar. <laughs> Plus, if you sell whatever 3-2 you have for top, like you said, big big chunk of change, you know, 250 300 whatever he's going to sell it for, then and in your mortgage and you're used to a mortgage being around twelve hundred bucks, eleven hundred bucks, you're gonna move into an apartment and spend two thousand dollars for a, a one or two bedroom place that's in a decent area. It's crazy, man. Facts. Because even the apartment he looked at, it was like two thousand dollars a month. I'm like, damn. But like <laughs> the dude has an older house, but I think mortgage is close to almost oh two between two eighty and three hundred on an older home. So like and I, I have people who just bought houses right now, man. The prices they're paying for 
my house, our our houses are bigger than their houses, and they're paying like three, four hundred thousand. I'm like, God, mm. yeah, it's crazy, man. This market, like, I don't know when. Like, I'm just saying, I don't know when is the equilibrium gonna come. Like, is it ever gonna slow down? I don't know. Is it? I, I think I'm pretty sure it'll slow down when the interest rates go up. But when when the hell will that be? And then one good thing on the short term rental side, you know, uh, they just Biden just passed the infrastructure bill, which is gonna be great for short term rentals because all these people needing houses for like uh, construction workers. Like if Evez Perez talked about it, and he's really been going in on it and showing you the plus sides of that. That's definitely something to look out for. But the arbitrage game is a great game to get into right now. And, you know, buying too, if you know how to buy, just buying strategically. But arbitrage game is a big game to get into right now. But here, here's the thing too, that's kind of pushing prices up like crazy on, on rentals which pushes up on, you know, on the, how much people are paying to rent a house and housing house prices. It's like, people don't want to go to work no more. And they're especially not going to go to work for seven bucks an hour. You have to pay that same person probably double by paying like 15 bucks an hour to go flip a burger. Right. Okay. Now he can afford a place and pay 1500 a month in rent. Cause he's making more money. <laughs> so we can, we can charge more money to rent out our places because flipping burgers pays more money now. You know, yep. I'm, Every job is paying more money now. Have to. And even the supply chain management problem, man. It's people, they ain't about to be out there moving around shit off those uh, damn boats and shit. Like, hell no. For this price, <laughs> for real, man. They said they said most of the furniture sitting on the on the water right now, man. There ain't nobody moving nothing. But I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's tough out there, man. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not concerned with the economy. I think the economy's there. But it's like... Who's about to be doing these hard tasks? You know, are they going to? Are we about to move into the iRobot? All the robots do everything for us, or how are we about to do this? You know, they have to. Yeah, the market always figures out. You know, figures out the most efficient way to do something, right? Thanks. Governments can try, but they're not very good at it. Say, say that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Governments try, but they're not good at it. Um, it's funny because our governor, Governor Abbott, was it was talking about, hey, send those ships that over, you know, send them over here to Texas. We'll upload those things in a day. <laughs> yeah, if you got if you got the workers, you know, because it's it's getting hard out here, man. And like like you said, that supply chain management that that holds up our business. <laughs> so, do you have have you had luck hiring like a VA from the Philippines yet, or somewhere? I did for a short amount of time. Um, okay. Me and uh, me and Tiana were using one, and we just kind of fell off. So, oh. man, uh, I do have a VA service that you could use. There, there are people coming out with VA services uh-huh. um, where they'll do everything for you turnkey. Um, right now, I've been setting up integrations like Slack to Trello, like cards that I have. My shout out to my guy Normie Norm. Uh, like Trello, you have cards that you're working on. And you can have those cards be sent to Slack and then your VA see it. So I am working on stuff like that. So they'll all right. What is that? Trello? How do you spell it? T-R-E-L-L-O. Trello. It's like a okay. work board. Like, hey, you're working, completed, working, like stuff that's coming up in the business, stuff they're working on, and then stuff that's uh, completed. Uh, and then I integrate that with Slack. And then all the stuff from Trello gets put into Slack. And then they'll, the VAs will be able to see it. But I'm, I am working on hiring VAs. I'm either going to use a turnkey service. Actually, I am going to use a turnkey service because I don't feel like hiring VAs. I would just have okay. a turnkey service in there. Okay. Because, like, yeah, the, the, with the VA thing, it's been rough, man. We've um, we've had a total of 
I think five employed with us at any given time. Um, you know, there was, there was one that was pretty good, you know, Filipino, but he kind of, he, he had, he had to flee the area because, you know, COVID and his whole family was moving or some, some crazy stuff like that. I don't know. And so, okay, he's gone. And, and so, but we have one that we've stuck with for a while, France, he's been, he's been doing pretty good. And, um, and then we had a couple of others we tried. It's the, the, the thing is that that's the hardest, you know, they'll speak English good enough and everything. They're great with scripts. You give them a script, they'll read them other freaking script, you know, like you want them to read it. But if is there if there's any nuanced question that requires a nuanced answer, you know what I'm saying? They just struggle at that, you know. And it's 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 just we haven't had any luck yet. SOPs. That's the only thing about you gotta have a standard operating procedure. Like, hey, if this comes up, do this. Or if it does come up, have like are y'all like integrated so they can reach out to you anytime yeah 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 so they can reach out to you anything i personally prefer slack so then they can just ping me to slack if they need me uh then just sops man that's really the thing sop and what is sop standard operating okay standard operating procedures yeah and that's the thing and and and, um the thing and and you've you've been in this business for a while something will come up that we don't have an sop for and they have and they they're they can't they don't have a way to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? They just kind of so have to be there a while, man. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the main thing I'm thinking. You know, and, but and, how do you? Oh, go ahead. Uh, one thing, like if something does come up that they don't know how to do, write it down as an SOP now. Even if it don't happen that very often, but if it does, just write it down as an SOP. Okay, if this happens, do this. You know. And that's the thing. Like on my end, I you know the way my brain works, mm-hmm. which probably not the best brain in the world but whatever <laughs> so you all say on it? yeah we're good all these sops and um and then um god uh federico a partner in crime he does and he's great at all that organization stuff and he loves all that shit and so but he makes these you know like you said sops or or, or an area where they can see any question you know of course the, the, the obvious ones wi-fi parking um check in check out whatever they'll see all the answers then they click on whatever and they can get all the answers you know at the click of a finger whatever to me i'm like okay something new comes up something new comes up something new comes up there's always something new coming up and then it's going to just add and just adding to this beast of of a giant spreadsheet with all the information like does that get overwhelming you know does that get overwhelming for for someone that or for a va I don't think so, because I, I think if we train them properly and say, hey, here's every the, all the SOPs and have them go through it and maybe even quiz them on it. I don't think it can get overwhelming. I mean, because I mean, there when you look at a short term rental, how much stuff really comes up? You know, I had an issue come up the other day where one of the cleaners did set out to uh, restock the supplies, which was fine. And I was going to I didn't want to give the guest code to the closet, you know, so. We just door dash some stuff out. You know, that's that type of stuff you can just set up an SOP for, you know, let them know, hey, hit up this person so they can door dash it, things like that. You know, if something comes up where they got to reach out to you, just make an SOP and then because those SOPs are going to give you your time back so you don't have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense. It makes sense. I see you're hitting the vodka right there. That's a vodka drink. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> This is my family's. <laughs> I'm actually gonna start advertising it. For oh, cool! They make yeah. that, huh? Yes, sir. Off straight off my family farm, Delta Dirt sweet, Distillery. What is it? Sweet blend. Uh, it's sweet blend vodka. Oh wow! Delta Dirt. Yeah, pretty nice. Out of, 
yeah, real smooth. Yeah, if y'all ever want some vodka, <laughs> definitely. Well, you got to be in a if you're in the state of Arkansas and want some vodka, definitely get Delta Dirt straight off the shelf, uh, straight off the shelf, if you can. So. I yes, like sir. that, man. I like that. I brought some alcohol back from Mexico. I just got back from Mexico. Yes, sir. I love a tequila. I'll be bringing it back. <laughs> Before I hop on the Mexico trip, okay, it's talking about how brains work and stuff like that. And and this is what this is what this was cool about doing a partner, you know, having a partnership because I can just okay, Federico's great at all that stuff, and he even you've heard of click up, click up, click up. It's 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 one of those. Um, it's one of those things where you can put all the tasks in and, and as soon as you clear a task off, it comes, it falls off, you know, and you have your urgent and, you know, not so urgent and then super, I don't know. It has the different levels. Right. Yep. And he tried, he's like, ah, you know, it, it works great. You know, has everything organized this and that. I was like, okay, you know, I'll try it <laughs> because, but before that one, he put me on Slack and I was like, I fucking love Slack. Slack is beautiful. Has it all organized? I need to do anything. I just click here and has all the information and we can go back and forth and on little chats and different ones. And I'm like, this is, this is awesome. This is easy. My brain gets it. And then he tried to do, introduce ClickUp and, and I've heard, you know, it's got great reviews and stuff like that. And I just, man, it just reminds me of, of, of like high school trying to trying to organize things and say, if I need to do this, 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 you know, like a, like a to-do list that just keeps growing and growing because I don't knock out the other ones and it just keeps growing and growing, it turns into this like to-do list monster. And I, I just, my brain just, it's just too much. And my brain don't work good with that one. You know what I'm saying? And I, I try, I said, man, I'm going to try these things that you're throwing at me, but I just, it's just, I don't know slack i love slack and he goes yeah but slack isn't you're not supposed to you know it's not for all that you know this and that i'm like i can i, I get slack i can handle slack and i know and i started even looking on on youtube to see like best ways to use slack right and a lot of them and a lot of the people the, the slack experts and all the slack gurus it always seems like they match it up with something like you said they always match it up with something it isn't just use slack to run your whole business you always match it up in conjunction with something else yeah, I use Slack with Trello. So Trello shoots over to Slack. Something needs to be done. Boom, we assist the Trello. It's Trello sends it to Slack. Somebody in there can say, hey, this needs to be done. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, another thing I was thinking about, um, I don't know. Have you heard of Turnify? Mm-mm. It's like the new Airbnb cleaning thing, but they handle everything for you. They already got the cleaners. And they send somebody out after the clean's done. They send somebody out to check the clean. How you spell uh, that? T-U-R-N-I-F-Y, Turnify. Turnify. Yeah. That's so, here in Texas? Uh, Yeah, I believe it's everywhere for all short-term rental homes. Um, so I was looking at that. My guy, Mike, Michael Brown, he got me thinking about Guesty again. So Guesty's made some upgrades. They, they, they're they only like 45 a month. 45 a month for the full service per listing. So basically, they'll handle all your communications and everything. But you already have to have the SOPs in place or else it's another training session, you know? Mm. So those are things I am looking at. Turnify, possibly, Guesty. Uh, because we were talking to my mastermind the other day, and we were like, bro, if you notice, cleaners are great, but sometimes they'll start falling off after a while. So we have to have something. like, And I try to incentivize money as much as possible. So, you know, maybe something like Turnify, where you know it's just a turnkey service for cleaning. Maybe that's the way to go. And they restock right out of your supply closet and tell you what's wrong. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. Of, I'm, I'm glad someone's, you know, like you said, turnify. I'm, I'm glad someone's trying to tackle that cleaning issue. 
yeah and, and that's that's good i mean I'll, i'm gonna look them up but yeah that's that's uh that's a tough one man i mean the tough one is is the communication with the guest you know the messaging and well it's not to us that know how to do it we've been doing it for years it's just freaking simple right then yeah. doing messaging it's just time it's tedious especially yes. when you get someone that's not very bright and <laughs> but, but another thing i'm thinking about with the messaging like yeah getting a va is pretty easy on that especially if you have something like a guestie or something where they can just log in and they get all the messages that's been my problem with your reporter you have to give them the master account login and it's just like mm. dang i don't know how to do that yeah yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's like, for example, we have. <laughs> speaking of, not the best, not the most intelligent. This, it's gonna happen. You're gonna have uh, renters that aren't very bright. It's just, it's just, you know, Murphy's law. So you can put as much as you want into the, um, you know, introduction email or the, you know, directions and stuff like that. And for example, we like, um, we have clients that that have a place where they're under the radar not really supposed to be doing it there kind of thing but they have they had a handshake agreement with the previous maintenance there the previous management team which you know those management teams change all the time anyways so we <laughs> we had uh, a couple of a couple of dudes a couple of preacher man evangelical convention whatever coming to town and these the chick didn't find the first day i guess the second the second day it just all fell out of their brain how to check how to get into the to the building and so they, of course, where do they go? Front desk. Hey, we're Airbnbers. Uh, how do we get into our? Fuck. Oh my god. Uh, so... <laughs> so if any, if anyone's doing underground, making great money, yeah, it's fun. It's fun while it lasts, but eventually you'll get a dumbass that's gonna go straight to the front desk and ask yep. how to get into their place. It always happens. That is why I am staying away from apartment complexes. Uh... I'm really going more towards the only time I'm reading up on apartment complexes if a lease comes up. Um, other than that, I'm staying away from them. Uh, the main issue is that guiding someone to the apartment, even if you give them directions. Uh, and I noticed there's a certain demographic who struggles with that. I'm not going to say the demographic, but there's a certain demographic that does struggle with that. And I'm just, you know, I'm like, okay, if this is a house, this would be much easier. So that's why I'm gonna try to load up on houses. Need four more houses. Get those houses. Hop over into the, you know, I'll probably pick up some arbitrages after that. I'm gonna use that money to pay off the houses and grow them. Oh, okay, that makes sense, dude. Yeah, those apartment complexes, guiding people places. I don't have any underground ones, thank God. I don't agree with that because it's always on your mind. Shit, this person goes to the office. Fuck yeah, but I like your model. You're just managing it. So, hey, they go to the office. Contract gets canceled. Hey, man, it's on you. We'll go. If you got some more units, we'll manage those. You know, I love that model. But if it's on you, it's a whole other problem. You're like, damn. You know, so, yeah, man. I, I don't know. Like, like, how are y'all doing in the apartment space? Are y'all like, are they headaches for y'all? Are they, you know? Um, We have, we have, um, actually, I think our condos are doing the best. The ones we have, like, people own them. And we rented yep. them from, directly from the owner. That's the most beautiful arbitrage you're gonna get. Apartment complexes suck because not only you know you have the issue of of someone you know doing something stupid and bo- and bothering the the front desk. You have that issue, but the maintenance thing, man, the maintenance thing is what sucks. You know, the maintenance issue comes up, 
and that's just small ones that we could send a dude to go fix we've, we've done before we've done we've done that before but like you know bigger issues like for example the other day uh, a fridge went out it wasn't working at one of our one of our newer arbitrages which our cleaner you know we got her into her first arbitrage right mm-hmm. it's, it's a new unit with the with that same you know complex in dallas that i've been working with for a while and so they had some new ones coming up we got one and and she said she wanted one and so i said okay we'll get it you know in our name and you can rent it for, you know you can it'll be yours though you know what i'm saying and, and um so anyway she that they have you know all new appliances right they do these things they 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 go they go and get an old you know building that has about 12 units in it or whatever and they refurbish everything all new you know um appliances and so they have this nice little side-by-side thing, the steel fridge with a little, you know, it's not a huge one, you know, nice medium-sized fridge, you know, and it's uh, electronic, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it has the, the digital stuff on the outside, but for some reason, yeah, it just started, it just not, it's just not cooling. And so we're, and we have a guest in there booked like a month stay, right? And so she's like, hey, this thing, this fridge ain't cooling no more. I have some groceries that are going bad, blah, blah, blah. I need a fridge. I'd, I'd like to cook while I'm here because it's a longer stay. You know, most people maybe they don't give a, a damn too much. You know, whatever. They're only there for a day or two, a couple of days, whatever. But someone's gonna be there for a long time. They're gonna live there. They want to cook. They're not gonna eat out every day. And so, anyways, so <laughs> I'm in Mexico when this problem comes up, right? <laughs> and so I can't. I'm like, I can't go over there, and I can't, you know, go get them a fridge. I don't know. I, and so I'm just emailing back and forth, or just emailing with um with the apartment complex and it's you know it's their deal we're supposed to have a fridge and they put it up to the higher person and then we haven't heard back and like i told this lady i was like hey check check it out um we're still waiting to hear back from the complex about this fridge but in the meantime would a like a small a small fridge work would that would that get the job done she, oh yeah definitely okay cool we'll get one there by this evening and i and I was thinking of contacting like uh someone like uh, someone that we know that that it can go and do things for us real pretty you know fairly quickly you know handyman odd you know uh handyman type type person uh but then that was going to charge a fee i don't know anyway from 50 to 75 bucks for them to go you know go to walmart get a fridge take it all the way across town it's you know it's their time and time is money right yeah. and so i was thinking of how to do this and and i was like you know what i'm gonna ask I'm asked the cleaner, hey, at your unit, if I order this fridge at, at Walmart, either you can pick it up and go take it to your unit. Now, you know, specified it's your unit. <laughs> you got to <laughs> help us handle this problem. And I was like, oh, I'll get this shit done for free. And I don't, you know, it's her. You know, she wants her guests to be happy. And so she said, yeah. And so she was able to go by there. And, and another funny thing, you know, Walmart's coming up on their online game. I, I'm, I'm giving them props because, you know, they've been slacking behind Amazon for a while. But I was ordered to order. I was able to order in store this little, you know, up and down this little little freezer on top, little you know fridge on the bottom. And um, it was gonna be like 200 bucks. Right. You know, they're, they're pretty pricey. But I was like, well, shit, after we're after they get the big fridge fixed, we'll just take it back to Walmart, get our money back, whatever. And um, and so anyways, it's funny because it said before, right before it was going to be ready to be picked up, uh, that Walmart app, whatever, it said, hey, your product has been replaced with something else. And I was like, oh, crap, what are they replacing it with? Are they replacing it with a little bitty box fridge? What's going on? But they replaced it with the exact same fridge but it was discounted to $99. So I was like, 
Win. Ooh, thanks, Walmart. <laughs> thanks yeah. for not. It's a, I know it's like a computer thing that I'm sure they didn't want us to, you know, give us, you know, 100 bucks free, but it's just a, in, in their algorithm or whatever. Hey, if this happens, you know, give give them for this part. Maybe it was a Black Friday deal or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Cleaner picked it up, took it across town. Guests happy. They got a fridge to use while they're there until the big fridge is fixed. We got the problem solved and it's and it's cool. And you got to learn how to do these things when you're managing, you know, Airbnbs especially 20 some odd Airbnbs, you got to learn how to, how to do this shit. And, and in a way that's not going to just, you're going to lose money every single booking. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure it out. How, how, now how did, how did that communication, did you use Slack for the communication? No, no. I just dealt directly with the, with the cleaner on that one. Your cleaner's not in Slack? No, no. Oh man, you should have your cleaner in Slack. So what happens is when stuff comes up, Everyone can see it in Slack. All the necessary people. Like, man, if you want to really get Slack all the way down, man, a badass Slack versus Norman. Norman knows mm. how to set that shit up to where, like, I'm in one of their Slack chats on the units we have in Houston. And he has, like, certain shit the cleaner can do, the shit she can post. Like, she has to post all the pictures after the clean inside of Slack. It has to get verified. And then the VA's book. Man, bro, Slack's powerful. Slack's powerful. Mm. Yeah, definitely put your cleaners in Slack. Cause I, on my Dallas units, I have my cleaners in Slack, and in my Arkansas unit, my cleaners are in Slack. So some of them times they'll just, hey, I'll volunteer to do it because they know I'm gonna pay them for whatever they do. You know, if they know something comes up. Oh wow! Oh cool! And so like put it in like daily operations thing or something. And then- yeah, you can put it in daily operations or just have a chat with you and your cleaners and your VAs. So then it's a team effort. So if the VAs say, hey, the the the, the uh, Guest said this, and now it gives the cleaners a chance to take initiative. Remove Dude. yourself from the flat from the uh, from that operation. That is pretty cool because what's happening? I know um, Federico. He loves WhatsApp. That's like his favorite shit, right? And yeah. so he'll have. Well, I got some shit about WhatsApp. <laughs> so he'll have, for example, you know, like okay, Marty and Argus. That's one, you know, WhatsApp chat group. Then he'll have Argus and Sarah, you know, to do hers, and then. Argist and whoever, whoever our other clients are, everybody has their own like um, chat group. And then Argist and so-and-so cleaner, Argist Fort Worth cleaner, Argist Dallas cleaner. And it's a whole bunch, man. And so what I'm thinking, yeah. like how Slack could condense that, you know, where more people could see it at the same time. That would be freaking phenomenal. That's what you want. You want, you want other people to see it. Then I can, now this cleaner can take, hey, I'll go run and do that for you. It gives them that opportunity. Then you start building a cohesive team effort. Mm. Yeah, so that, that that's the best part about it. Um, WhatsApp, I like it too. I haven't started using. I haven't used it for because the best part about it is free, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I noticed, uh, man, have you noticed like the uh, with WhatsApp? You know, you can send your number if you break your number down into two. You can send your WhatsApp number on Airbnb. People have been doing it too. I'm like, oh shit, you know get a few direct bookings doing that so whatsapp is a plug right there you know and then airbnb integrated with whatsapp as well so mm, i didn't yeah. know that oh yeah if you go to airbnb and click whatsapp oh uh, no your porter is integrated with it. so if you someone comes on your porter you can just click whatsapp and go straight to there <laughs> if you're using your what's called guesty for hosts now it's guesty model yeah it'll give you the, your your uh whatsapp information oh wow that's 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 <laughs> genius yeah. right there yeah you can deal directly with the guests yeah you can you can um, i notice a lot of our cleaners like telegram you heard you, you do telegram 
Yeah, he's Telegram. It's like a it's like a WhatsApp kind of deal to me. I don't know. It's another. It is. It is messaging. Yeah, it is. I'm like I just. The best part about WhatsApp is it's everywhere. Everybody in the world uses WhatsApp. You know what I mean? That's the Mm -hmm. best beautiful part about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what. Um. That's what I guess said. Federico's huge on that. So he's from. You know, he lives in South America. So it's huge. It's big time in South America. Thanks. I think there's another one in that. Um. Asians then using Asian countries. It's a different one, but um, they do use WhatsApp a little bit too. I'm cool with it, man. I'm cool. Here's the thing. I. I'm concerned because I, I I see I see Federico getting tripped up because he gets he gets frustrated at the at the um, the VAs that they're not he, he he's worried about our our um, uh, what's it called our ratings going down because how they're answering questions and and I talked about nuanced answers and here here's something that like for example hey you know I'm in town you know it's kind of a I don't know for a funeral or I'm in town for you know a military graduate something. They give you a little bit more detail than just like a regular guest, you know, you know what I'm saying? They give you a little bit more detail. And what Federico always wants the, the VA is to address whatever that is. Hey, oh, you know, sorry about your loss. You know, here's the information on our place or congratulations on your military graduation. Here's some. He likes that. Whereas they're more. OK, you said when someone asked about this place, this is what the answer you want, you know, and they're and they're more straightforward. And he's and he's like, oh, but. You saw on the you know you saw on the message they mentioned this always addressed what they're mentioning, and it's just like and and I can see the frustration and I'm like to to myself I'm like okay dude no one's ever gonna be as good as, as us right no one's ever gonna clean I'm never gonna clean our house as good as us but we can't just keep doing that you know and that's just my my thing with them they're okay even if they just come in at eighty percent as good as what we can do that's still better than us having to do every single aspect of the job you know. And I, 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 I 100% feel you on this shit. Um, first, we have to recognize Federico. Federico's like, on when it comes to customer service, he's top of the fucking line. Like, dude yeah. knows, you know. So if he wants a VA to do that, he has to go get a customer service background VA. That's the only way, because it's hard to teach customer service without it being repetitive. You know, customer service is something that has to be in you. He might have to get a VA who is whose background, like when you're hiring them, hey, we need someone with a customer service background. Because like, yeah, I can show you my messages, man. Federico's a badass when it comes to like customer service, acknowledging yeah. things. Like he's a badass at it. So having a VA do it, it, you can train, you can't script it. I'll say that. You can't, you can't script that shit. And it's like you said, man, it's like, you're going to run through a lot of VAs trying to make them you. You have to just, yeah. Get one who's passionate about customer service. Um, Because, yeah, man, that's a tough one, dude. Because, like, he's a bad. (laughs) It's like one of the things, like, bro, you know, it's like Michael Jordan, man. You can't tell your teammates to be as good as you, dude. You just, you're way better than everybody. Like LeBron, you can't, your teammates can't be good as you, you know? So it's one of those things you have to find somebody who's just passionate. It's funny, bro, sports, because you always notice that the, like, the superstar athlete who's the best at their time, don't make good coaches because they no. expect everybody to be just like how they were. Right. No. It's always the, the role player who always, you know, just, you know, they make really good coaches. Yeah. Cause they can see things from a, 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 I can see your strength, your strength, your strength. But if I'm trying to Kobe Bryant can't coach a team of players, cause he's going to want them to be like him, have as much passion as me. I, 
you can run across a player like that, then you can train them. But it's going to be hard to run across somebody who's as dedicated, you know, as you are, you know. So right. that's one of those things. You know, like you said, the role player always makes the best coach. A point guard, Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson, uh, Pat Riley, uh, uh, all these people, they weren't great basketball players, but they're great at seeing their whole vision. You know what I mean? So, yeah, when it comes to stuff like that, he's going to have to find somebody who just has a passion for customer service. Right. So that's that's my main thing. And, and, and like, and he came here like a, a month or so ago, right? He was, we wanted to go see all the units, you know, firsthand and this and that. And, man, you know, he, he would be gone all night, right? He'd be gone all night at, at some of the units and just, like, because he sees all the mistakes that the cleaners are making or all, you know, this should go here, this should go there. And it drives him crazy. So, <laughs> so, and I was like, okay, he's coming to town. We're going to do some high-end stuff together. We're going to get on the computers and do some high-end things. But he, he would get stuck at the units because it just would drive him crazy. I like, I have to almost, if I'm going to go drop off something at a unit, I have to train myself to put blinders on, man. So I don't want to start seeing things. I know I'll see things. If it's an obvious thing, I'll pick it up or whatever, you know, fix it. But if I start looking at the corners and the crevices and this and that, and like, I'm just going to drive myself crazy. I'm going to be there an hour doing all that shit. Yeah. And I know, and it sucks that, that everything isn't always perfect. But how are you going to grow as a business if you expect everything to be 100% perfect all the time? Yeah. You got to let some things slide. But you got to make sure, like, this is one thing I've noticed. I'm real big on, I, I chose two things. I'm going to be good at these two things. And if not, we're going to have a conversation. Cleanliness and fast communication. I noticed if you're big on those two, you'll always get a five-star review. So if your cleanliness is good, if your cleanliness isn't good, isn't good, you if you communicate that shit, if you communicate with them, you'll get a five-star review. So I, I've yeah. always noticed those are the two things I'm going to be consistent about. So what you do is find your niche. If, if you find your niches, these two items are always going to give me a five-star review. Focus on that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if the cleanliness ain't always perfect, then, you know, I'll say this. If it's starting to show up in your review, yeah, you got to have to take it, look into a different it. way. Yeah, you have to deal with it. But, you know. I guess, I guess I, it's funny because I, I show um, we were going through cleaners, right? Yeah. And I was just showing Federico. All right, dude. This is, um, let me see. I'll draw it real quick. It'd be funny if you could see it on the thing. I'm like, all right, dude. So you got your, you got your cleanliness over here, right? Uh-huh. And you got your speed over here. So you can, <laughs> some cleaners are freaking hundred percent in the cleanings, but they're so slow. You see where they're at? They're like at about five on the speed. Then you have some that are hundred percent over here that are like a five on the cleanliness. I'm like, we're never gonna get the right perfect cleaner. Because, you know, we'll have some badass rock stars that clean at 100% and kick ass. Mm-hmm. But was, uh, if we get into this zone here, we're probably getting close to what we need to be doing. Right? <laughs> cleanliness. It's not going to be 100 and 100. You're not going to find 100 and 100. You get it right into this. I'm like trying to break. This is how my brain works, you know. Are we getting five star reviews? Mostly. Yes. Okay. We're doing something good. You can't just fucking kill yourself Perfection. every day about the cleaner didn't do He's you know? a perfectionist. The perfectionist. Yeah. So, and I love that chart you made. I, I just made a note, Steve's cleanliness chart. We're going to put that. <laughs> so, I mean, this is one thing I like how you brought up, the level of cleanliness versus the speed, right? So on that, I think that's where that Turnify app will come in place because 
Now you have a crew of cleaners and another crew coming in to check those cleaners. I just don't know the price on it, which I'm going to start looking it up. Yeah. But I think that's what that medium is. It's like, okay, if you have a crew, you can, your speed can be there. Now I'm just focused on how well you clean it. You know what I mean? Because that's the biggest thing. Because whoever can automate cleaning, that's who's about to be rich in the short-term rental space. If you can automate that, that's who's about to be rich. Turnify, if they, because, you know, turnover B&B went the route of, okay, put your own cleaners. It's more of cleaner organization. But this is turnkey cleaners. I'm like, that, that's a game changer right there, you know? Because I feel like, because I think that's where it is. If you have a slow cleaner and you're depending on them to clean multiple units, you're like, damn, you're going to give me a five-star view on cleaning, but this next unit might not be ready. And so that's it's, <laughs> speed and cleanliness. You can never have a hundred and a hundred. In our eye, and we haven't found it yet. You know? Yeah, it's that cleanliness. That, that's a perfect, I love, I like how you do that chart, that cleanliness chart. It's like, if you get right there in that middle, you you can yeah, that yeah that region right here, man. Yeah, man, like, you if you give me an eighty on the cleaning and an eighty on the speed, we good. You know? We good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things, man. So cleaning, and one thing that I'm struggling with with cleaners communication. Send me the pictures if anything's broke, anything's out of place, anything's missing, and that's one thing I'm gonna be working on. So I'm happy next week. I got a shitload of time. I'm about to be working on all this. Hey. Something's break broken, send it to me. Something's missing, send it to me. Take pictures of stuff that's broken, you know, and uh, stuff that's missing. So then we can go ahead and file on it, you know. Like, I don't like guests sending me pictures of shit almost coming off the wall when they walk in. Like, I can't have that. You have to tell me. So, you know uh, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, oh, cleanliness, what? Clean, cleaning, cleaners communication is important as well. Yeah, and you say throw them in Slack and it helps. Yeah, see, when you, they put it in Slack, like, hey, this is broke, this is broke, you can go ahead and have a VA start the uh, the um, re reimbursement process. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I love Slack, because you can start integrating the whole team. And then you can start moving yourself out of those chats and not having to look at them unless you're pinged to the chat. <laughs> see, that's the power of Slack. I, I've learned how to deal with all this, because I know it drives, it drives Federico crazy. All these things drive him crazy. And he gets the job done, though. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to back away. Let him handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'll throw suggestions at him. You know, I'll throw suggestions at him. But I'm like, hey, man, you're making us profit. That's, you know, that's great. You know, I should really I, I, I tell myself, you know, I'm just going to suggest one thing, but I'm going to stay in my lane. No, no, I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate it. I know. But still, I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to go find us more units. You're doing great. I know it's driving you crazy. That's why I wanted you to bring in VAs to help you not go crazy. That's why I was like, dude, we hired two, three, whatever we need, you know? I'm going to send you guys, uh, I'm going to see you this guy at this dude's information. He has a team of them, and he'll work with you on the front. It's okay, yeah. Matter of fact, Al Williamson also has a service like that, too. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so I'll send you a couple contacts. Yeah, uh, Al has it as another service. Like, these turnkey VA services are starting to take place, so then you can just have a team of VAs. My only issue is I need to talk to them because I want to see how they integrate with Slack. Like, you know, if y'all use one account to log into Slack, that's cool. Just make sure your people are on top of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, now, now um, Federico's going to stop working at AA um at in january january 1st i believe or january really? 2nd this is the last day so mm -hmm. he'll be diving in this 100 percent too like you will 
Now my worry, my worry is he gonna create himself a job? Gonna, yeah, is he gonna create himself a job and just fill himself fill his day up with busy work, or is he gonna figure out a way to pass the busy work down to some VAs where he can handle the big work? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's that's where um I think our or they say your highest and best use would be. Yeah, but he's like, oh yeah, but you know if I if I if I'm no longer working for American you know american airlines um i could uh, why, do, why do we need the vas i could just do it messages name you know it's oh no no no, no. <laughs> the trap, dude. Uh, don't fall that that's the trap that's like the biggest trap like uh, don't quit your job to work on the details of the business quit your job to grow the business like i'm quitting my job so i can go out there and start cold calling be door knocking so i can buy houses i don't want to be out there changing sheets man that, that, yeah don't quit your job to do that man yeah mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean like yeah you, you guys gotta definitely talk about that one yeah don't, don't. that's the biggest trap bro. <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's the thing so is he quitting and then coming over here or he's staying over in argentina well he's still he's still got all his paperwork to come you know for them to move over here to get his yeah. visa and and move here and become a you know permanent you know citizen whatever resident citizen and um so that's a long process. It could take a few, it could take six more months. So he'll be quitting and putting all his focus into Argist. And so, and so, uh, yeah, that guy, like I said, I'm curious how he's going to do it. Cause I, I would love, I would love him to train some VAs to do, take all that stuff off because you got to. Yeah. Cause he'll, I mean, like he wants, he'll want to do every single aspect of, of, you know, all of, you know, pricing, messaging, you know, cleaning, talking to the cleaners, this, that, that, that. And um, and I'm like, the thing is, he'll you know, you do try to do too much, you oh shit, you know, I left Thanksgiving at at ninety bucks, you know, you little things will start, will start slipping. Y'all don't y'all you don't know? use like automated pricing? Oh yeah, obviously. Oh but, okay, but, but I'm yeah, just yeah, no. uh, yeah, yeah, but still, it's not a hundred percent. You still gotta, you know, move something around if something big's right. gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm that's just an example. But but like I said, that's why I, I want I want the VAs to handle all the all that stuff. Plus, um, you know, uh, let's say for example, a cleaner you get too too friendly with one where you're just like, oh, this is my friend. I'm talking to my friend as the cleaner, or whatever. Um, and they're just so used to going straight to to you, right? It's for every single hey, this 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 this. We want them to talk to the VAs. Okay, tell the VA and the VA is going to handle it. I know it's hard to break that, right? When you've already formed like kind of a bond with or a relationship or something like with, with one of your employees, which is a you know cleaner. But you, you, that's going to bog you down too, man. And it even says, oh, it just takes a couple minutes to handle this message or takes a couple minutes to handle this, you know. All it does, uh, that one message could knock your whole, you're trying to do a big thing and it can knock your whole trade of thought off. Yep. You know what I'm That's saying? That's exactly what it does. That's it. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly one small problem that a VA could handle. It You're working on the big high level shit, man. It can mess you up. So yeah, y'all definitely got to look into the power of Slack. Cause like if the cleaner gets used to putting stuff in Slack where the VA can see it and the VA knows it's their job to respond, that'll save you so much time, bro. So, right, right. Well, we're down to one VA now. So down to one. <laughs> to one. The other ones didn't work out, and 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 I could see. Yeah, because when I hired, 
<laughs> I hired Federico. I was like, hey, man, if you don't want the VAs, man, just, you know, if you, I just have them there if you want them. Man, like, two days in, man, he fired all their ass. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, they're there if you want them, man. Federico went there and fired their asses, man. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I say, yeah. He's, yeah, he's been firing these ones that we've been getting. They're not up to snuff. And I'm starting to, you know, it's funny because I'll chime in every now and then. And I'll, and like, I was, I was like, all right, dude. I was like, and I just had to hop in, you know. I was like, okay. I was talking to whoever the VA was. His name, one of those name was Moon or I don't know. It was one of it was one of the ones. No, it was one of the ones that he fired. And I was like, hey, man, could you really, I'm going to be going to Dallas today. Could you give me a rundown of all the ring doorbell cameras and the percentage of battery life? And like, man, in a couple of minutes, brrr, had it all nice and pretty for me. I could see all the units, you know, uh, see, see likes the number of like, you know, um, are just one or just two or just three. Units. I was like, okay, cool. I like, that's cool. It's easy for the VAs, but please put the names that, you know, the Airbnb name or whatever the name associated with it. So I can, so I don't have to go look all of them up and brrr, fixed it all. Up. I was like, in a few minutes, I was like, that's beautiful. That's what a VA should do. Yeah. I should say, Hey, do this. It'll make my life easier. I'm going to drive over there with these freaking batteries and I know which ones I need to switch out and I'm going to knock it out real quick. I don't have to look them all up. I'm spend my time doing that. And then it's like that. It's like that was a great that was a great task. That VA needs to be sending that to your cleaner and then your cleaner changes it out after every. Cleaner. Yeah, we, we are training the, the cleaner to do that. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because that, that's because yeah. your whole goal. What I've been noticing lately, if you connect that VA to that cleaner, and that's a tough lifeline to your business, bro. And I think y'all are close. Y'all are close because y'all are there where y'all just remove y'all self, let the VA, the cleaner talk to the VA. The VA needs to put in the Trello card or whatever. And man, I think that's the way to go. Getting, yeah, we're getting close to that. We were until we fired them all. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, and the, but here, here's the thing, though. Mosquito. Um, so so like that for, for the battery for example and there were there were some other things and i was and i was I was trying i was anything you know there was some of the vas i was good at hey i need this i need to see all these things you know let me know and um and then the whole let me do the whole check-in check-out thing so i'll know which units are vac- going to be vacant the next couple of days because i'm gonna head out to dallas and do some things and um it's and they're freaking great at it and but they just weren't getting that particular va wasn't getting the messaging perfectly, you know, like Federico wanted. And I was just, and I started, I, I talked to him the other day. I, like, I know, I know that, you know, and I told him the thing, there no one's going to be as perfect as you at doing this. And, you know, it's a skill. We can get, get them close to it. We can even have scripts for every scenario. We can get them close to it. And, um, but what if they have like superstar talents and other things that, that could help our company, you know? And I, and I see it like this, like you, you're kind of building a, you're building a football team or a soccer team, right? Yeah. It, you know, Messi, the big, the best soccer player on the planet. He probably is a shitty goalie, right? You're not going to put him in goalie. Yeah. Say, oh, fuck. This guy sucks. Fire him. Get him out of here. What, <laughs> no, try him up front. He's a little fast little fucker, right? Yeah. Try him up front. And he scores a million goals for you and you win all these cups, right? Yeah. It's just like, what if these, what if some of these, you know, VAs that are coming through are really good at some of this other shit that's going to help our business, you know? They're great at going on Zillow and Realtor.com and all this and finding me these rentals and having it ready for me in the morning. You know, here's all the ones you want to look at. And I've called them and this is blah, blah, blah. They allow short-term rentals. And I just, 
great, man. I know exactly where to go that day. What if they're great at stuff like that? That's going to help our business grow. They might not be very good at messaging, but that's just one aspect of our business, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're man, finding people's strengths, that's a huge part of growing your business. You're right. Yeah, Gotta yeah. like, hey, let me try to find the strength. The messaging thing. Yeah, it seems like he's just kind of anal about the messaging thing or whatever. Like, are y'all getting good reviews? Yeah, we're getting we're we're still super host. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what it's also say. Like, I know y'all sick of me talking about this, but man, branding's huge. Like, that's why if you build a brand to where you're not catering your business to Airbnb's review system. It just makes it feel much better. Like all that shit. Like I'm sick of going to Airbnb and shit breaks. Like I love it when it's direct. Better guess. If shit breaks, charge their card and move on. I don't have to go through these hoops, bounds. And then I'm not catering my business to Airbnb's review system. I'm catering my business to my brand. So once you start moving into that, that helps you as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah, branding is strong. We had... I came up the other day. I was um, it, it was it was funny because Snoop Dogg hopped on Joe Rogan's show, right? I saw I just seen a few clips of it, yeah. but he actually brought up branding, you know, because Snoop Snoop is a brand, right? He's a, he's a huge brand, you know. Joe Probably Rogan, the most famous rapper of all time, right? <laughs> right, and and they had brought up um, McGregor. He when's the last time he won a fight? But he built a freaking brand on himself, right? And he's always worth like half a billion dollars now i mean it's ridiculous and it's just they just all right this is who i'm gonna be this is what i'm gonna be and i'm gonna build this brand and they just money just freaking thrown at them right and it, it's just it's just like yeah it's, it's i'm starting to see the it's the importance of building a strong brand to right? like i remember fat joe was talking to snoop the other day and he was on live and he was like dude think about it who's the most famous rapper there is and they were all sitting there. He said, it's Snoop. He said, bro, Snoop Dogg can get off a plane in the middle of Russia and they'll know who Snoop is, man. The big tall dude to smoke weed. Like, that, that's that's who, that's his brand. Like, that, it's, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, dang. And I thought about it. He goes, think about it. Not any rapper can just get off a plane. They'll just know Snoop. He goes, man, you can drop, drop Snoop in the middle of snow and somebody don't know who that is. So, <laughs> like, branding's tough, man. So, yeah, branding's huge, man. It is. So building that brand outside of Airbnb and then so you're not creating your business around that review system and it's based around a, a five-star brand that you have, mm-hmm. people will love it. That's what I'm trying to really transition to houses that cater to families. And also them Tesla chargers been a hit. Shout out to that. Really? Yeah, they've been a hit, man. Like the, one of my units, straight Verbo bookings, man. Verbo, older people. Older people with Teslas. <laughs> I was like, damn. So it, it's been a hit. Man. So, so the, do those Tesla charging stations, do they only charge Teslas? Yes. I, oh. That goes with branding. I purposely did that. Okay. Because people with Teslas are 54 families. That's the average demand. That's who I want. I don't want the Nissan Leaf. In there. <laughs> you, you can have a Nissan Leaf. I just don't. I'd rather have a Tesla guy in there, you know? So... It, and so that, that came up because like somebody was asking, he's like, well, if you only have Tesla chargers, how about other cars? I'm like, man, if you're catering to everybody, you're catering to nobody. So I'm catering to the Tesla people. And now that's a, that was a very, like, we had a couple hours, an hour conversation. About it, so. mm. yeah. What, what big opportunity or a decent opportunity came at you lately that you would have been a moneymaker, but you instinctively said no to. 
Oh, was, well, in business or just in general? In general, man. I'll say this. So, you know, Friday's my last day. And today, this dude called me, uh, offered me a job. He's like, hey, man, you looking for a job? It's well over six figures I'd be making a year doing this. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Mm. Pass it up. So, nah, I'm working on me, man. You know, you got to look at it like that. You know, create your... I've been saying to myself, live my life by design and not by default. Right. So. It, it, that's the one of the most important things in, and not only in business, but in life, right? It's learning to say no, which is hard. It's hard. Yeah. Especially when you know it's going to be a moneymaker. Like, I've been passing up arbitrage deals left and right because I just don't want to be in that space anymore. Unless... I have a I have a plan of how I'm gonna be in the arbitrage game, but I just been passing up because I want to be on the buyer side. But one thing I am doing um, that I'm seeing like an opportunity in is the wholesale arbitrage. Let me you basically get into an arbitrage for free. And let me break it down. So you know I'm doing I'm buying houses, but like if I buy the house, the numbers don't work and the work numbers work better as a flip or a wholesale or a wholesale, right? So what I was thinking was if I wholesale a house to a dude, let's say a dude's gonna fix it up and keep it or whatever that's on him for numbers to work and whatever he does i could then go re-rent that house for free because i just wholesaled it to him for let's say twenty thousand. i can take ten thousand, furnish it get it out there i just basically got a whole uh, arbitrage deal for free and i'll get that money back see what i'm saying so, so you're gonna you know you're buying a house wholesale what are you saying wholesale because the numbers don't make sense for me this okay, guy so goes. You, go ahead. So you lock, you lock, you're wholesaling it. You're, so that means that you, you're locking it up under contract with a, with the buyer. With I mean, with the seller. Yeah. You got that contract, which means you're looking for, you know, you locked it up for a hundred grand. You're looking to sell it for, or to wholesale it. Like I said, pass that contract on and get your twenty thousand dollar payday. Yeah. Know what you're saying? Yeah. And so he he buys it. He's the one that's actually going to buy it from the from the seller. Yeah. But in the meantime, you're gonna put furniture in it. I'll let him fix it up, do what he wants to do. But I'm gonna to talk to him. I'm like, hey man, if you need a renter, I'll rent it from you. Oh, I see. I so see. You, that I twenty thousand, you can take it. You can take the whole twenty thousand, put it back into the business, or you can take like fifteen, furnish it, keep the five for yourself. And then you got passive income coming in, and then you move on to the next deal. That's interesting. That's interesting. And I and I'm trying to and. and and here's the thing i was trying to i was trying to find if there's a vehicle out there a way a means to do something like similar to what you're saying because here's our options as as people investors we're, we're buying houses right we can go to the bank get a loan and it's a two hundred thousand dollar house we're going to drop 50 grand to buy the freaking thing right it's just a lot of money and, and you don't want to be doing that every single deal you're going to be growing really slowly or hardly and so and all your cash is going to be going out the window and so here, that's 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 one way to do it. Another way to do it is to find a off-market deal, and you know, and get a get a better price on it. Maybe even have the owner do owner financing, which would be great. Which I, you know, everyone of every owner I've talked to is like, eh, I don't like the sound of that. Okay, maybe I'm do I'm not doing it right. Another and so another way to do it where they can the seller is going to get cash money is to do uh, uh what's it called the hard money. Right. So, OK, but the way hard money works 
you're going to pay the hard money people their points, which is, you know, two or three points, whatever, or four points, whatever they agree on. So a, a point is a thousand bucks. You're going to be paying them two or three thousand bucks for the service, just for the service to do this. And then, so you're going to get the loan up to, usually it's up to 90%, right? It's 90% of the cost of the house. So it's a hundred thousand dollar house you're buying. You still got to come out $10,000 out of your pocket to pay for, to buy the thing, which ain't bad. It's better than 50 grand or 40 grand, whatever. And they'll pay hundred percent of the rehab. So you're going to buy this thing for a hundred grand and it's going to take 150 to fix up. Right. You know, they're going to, for the hundred grand you're purchasing it for, they'll give you 90% of that. So you're, you have to pay 10,000 down plus the 3,000, the three points. So you're paying 13 grand, whatever fees they're going to add to it. So you're looking at closer to 15, 16, maybe 20 grand. I don't know to get into this thing. And then, and then they're going to give you hundred percent of the rehab, which is another 50 grand for you to fix it up. And in the end of the thing, and plus while you're fixing it up, they're going to put you on some, an interest rate, which is probably going to be around 12% interest rate. It's a fucking high interest rate. Yeah. And your whole goal is to, is to fix it up, you know, have 150 grand into it and then sell it for hopefully 200 grand and you'll make a 50 grand profit. A you're not supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to flip it. And that's a great, I guess it's a, it's a great uh, option for a flipper, but what about us? What if we just want to get into some rentals and we don't want to be out of pocket a lot of money. There's nothing that really exists unless you can convince, I know, I know you, you already, <laughs> unless you can convince the owner to do owner financing or um, subject to, right? Subject to is more of a thing you have between you and the, the owner of the house, the seller, you know? Where you you say, hey, I'm gonna buy it for whatever price, but you're gonna hold, you're gonna, your name's gonna be on the mortgage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold the note. You know what I'm saying? And that's great. I'd, I'd like to look at working, you know, figuring that out. But there's no place. I'm saying there's no, I mean, that I know of a place out there. Usually they 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 lend money, you know, the old fashioned way through banks, or they'll do it like for lend money, hard money for flip, which is great for flippers. But what about us in the middle? We just want to accumulate rentals without being a lot out of pocket. Burr. Is that a pocket nothing? Yeah, we have to pay cash for that first burr, right? Hard 100% money. cash. Hard money. Hard okay, money. Ex explain explain how that would work. Okay, you find a house worth you lock up a house 100k. House is worth 200. You need 20 grand worth of work. You're all in for you took what 10% down on a hundred thousand? That's ten thousand down. Let's say you put down three points, thirteen thousand out of pocket. Thirteen thousand out of pocket. You put in how much? Twenty thousand worth of work. You're all in at thirty-three thousand. The price of the house is now a hundred and thirty-three thousand. It's worth you're in at one hundred and thirty-three thousand. You're in at thirty-three thousand, and then the house is worth two hundred thousand. You refinance all your money back. Refinance your down payment back, really, and then keep the rest as equity. Then you work on paying it off. Okay. So you got okay. the Burr method, the wholesale arbitrage. I haven't seen too many talk people talk about it, but I'm in my, I'm in this mastermind group, and I just been hearing people just talk about wholesaling. Like they say, if, hey, if I can't afford a Burr right now to wholesale, and I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, if you wholesale the house to like a, a dude who was doing the Burr strategy or a dude who was flipping it, right? Like if you wholesale the house for twenty grand. And then you wholesale the house, you take your 20 grand. And you tell dude, hey man, I'll rent it from you once you're done. 
one, you're getting a brand new house fully up to date. And you can now arbitrage it from him, put it on Airbnb. You just got a deal for free. Mm. That's, See, that's cool. I do like that. I do like that. Yeah, and I was just thinking about it. I'm like, because hmm, you already got a relationship with the dude. There you go. Right? You already got a relationship with the dude. And you already have your short term rental business. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been thinking of stuff like that. Like, I've been getting kind of just you. This time I've been having it myself. I'm like, man, I'm just trying to get as creative as possible. I'm like, so, you know, but that's just a last resort because my goal is to do the birth strategy every time. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hey, because I, I really don't like wholesaling, but I'm like, if I wholesale it, might as well make it. Because I like, y'all know me, I'm a passive income guy. I don't like big, huge chunks of checks. Now you got to go hustle again. If I could wholesale it, arbitrage it, then go get another one. You know, that, that that's perfect play for me. Here's the thing that I just thought about, because we talked about earlier about how you're, you know, you're, you're quitting your job, right? Friday. <laughs> and, um, and talking about getting financing or being able to show income, stuff like that, which you have a few ways to do it. Here's one thing that that was... I mean, like, I don't I'm freaking, I sucked at accounting, right? <laughs> but I'm fascinated by the art of accounting. It's freaking amazing what these billionaires can do. You saw, uh, I'll bring up something real quick and I'll go back, I'll circle back around because I just don't want to fall out of my head. You saw right. The founders of PayPal did, right? And with the whole uh, Congress and all them, and the, 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 the Dems are all pissed off how they did it. <laughs> you know, the Roth IRA, right? The Roth yeah. IRA. You put in money that's already been taxed and then you pull it out tax-free in the future whenever you yeah. turn 50 something years old, whatever. And um, so the founders of PayPal, which is uh, Elon Musk's and uh, freaking, uh, I forget the other guy's names. You know, they're billionaires, whatever. Yeah. And they <laughs> they kind of knew they were onto a big thing, right? This 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 PayPal thing. And so when they were, when they were structuring the company and they were going to divvy up the shares, right? It said, why don't each of us start a Roth IRA? And so with that Roth IRA, you know how you, you can use a Roth IRA to invest in stocks, bonds, real estate, you know, so there's certain things you can't, but most things, most regular investments you can, you can put inside your Roth IRA. It can grow tax-free. You pull it out, you know, tax-free. And um, so they started the $2,000 Roth IRA, right? And they took the tax hit right away with the initial investment, which is the, so they put 1700 bucks in this freaking Roth IRAs, right? And they had four or five of these made. And it's totally legal. This it wasn't meant to be used this way. It's meant to be used for us, you know, low and middle class people to, to save some money from taxes. So, <laughs> so they, and then they put the price of the shares of these PayPal stocks that they were going to divvy up at, I don't know, two cents a share or whatever the hell that they, you know, before the IPO, you know, price was, and so everybody got their thousand shares of this of this PayPal stock at two point, you know, whatever cents a share. Spent seventeen hundred bucks on each one, right? And so these these four or five dudes that uh, now, when you know, it IPO'd and then the stock of PayPal's in the hundreds of dollars, whatever, hundred something dollars a share. And so this is like uh, Peter Thiel, that was one of his name. He's got five billion dollars in his Roth IRA that he can pull out at 50 50 whatever years old 100% tax free he don't have to take any he can sell all the stocks in that freaking Roth IRA 100% tax free because it's it's protected by the Roth IRA (laughs) man rich people are sick they're cold blooded man man. it's so what's in your mind my man what's in your mind (laughs) 
<laughs> so seventeen hundred bucks investment, and it's going to turn into five billion tax free. So like, if if Elon Musk sells some of his regular shares of uh, Tesla stocks, he's going to hit going to hit at the highest tax rate, right? <laughs> so he makes a uh, five billion dollars. Government's going to take half that shit, you know, two point whatever billion. But this guy can pull it all out tax free because it's protected by the Roth IRA, and so. <laughs> The thing is, when the rich people do that crap, it, it affects us because then they change the rules to keep them from doing that, and it, and it kind of ends up screwing us in the, in the you know, yeah. in the process. But, anyways, going back, circling all the way back around, so I was thinking about how you're you're quitting your job, and, and of course, I'm sure you you probably discussed this with your CPA and um, how to structure your business because right now you're LLC, right? S corp. Oh, okay, so you're an S corp. Okay, cool. And then this is this is probably exactly why why you're an S corp, but because the, I mean, there's different there's different ones, but like that that was one of uh, my friend. You know, I go back to my friend Marty. Her husband, you know, went and you know ended up quitting his job. She quit her job too, and and he was doing. They they started their own business and they're doing pretty good in their own business. But they their their CPA suggested to them to change it from an LLC to I believe it was S corp and give himself a salary because they were getting hit too hard in taxes so it ended up giving him a salary from the company and then they saved a shitload of money in taxes by restructuring their business to an s corp so i thought that was pretty cool and there you go here's your salary right you could your business can pay you a salary you can show the banks hey i make 100 grand a year. i don't know whatever yeah see and i'm uh i'm doing uh distributions right now i got to get on the salary thing but i'm doing distributions to myself and then i also before i quit i created an scp ira so I can put like X amount of money in there tax-free every year for my business. <laughs> yeah, I got a self-employed IRA. So you can get one of those and then take the money straight from your business, put it in that IRA, and then you don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Too. Have you thought of buying real estate inside an IRA? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a self-directed IRA. See, I'm thinking about, you know, because so they gave me two choices. They said, hey, you can leave all your retirement money in that account, and I already have another retirement account, which is a, a self-directed IRA, or you can move it over to whatever account you want. So I'm like, man, I can move all that shit over to that self-directed IRA, buy real estate right off the bat coming in, and then I could just have that ramp up. Like I could, I'm being strategic as possible because I'm trying to save as much money. I could literally, I was just looking at everything. I was like, man, I could really buy four houses out of my IRA if I was to switch it over immediately. But I want to be strategic and buy stuff, you know. I want to be strategic and buy it without my money and buy it with my time. Mm. But if push comes to shove, I'll do that shit, you know. <laughs> push comes to shove, I'm like, ah, I'll go ahead and get those houses. But yeah. Man, this is so many ways to skin a cat, right? So many, man. <laughs> the wholesale arbitrage and Steve's cleanliness chart. So yeah, that <laughs> You get a cool one. I get a clean of this chart. Fucking be right there, y'all. Be right in this zone here. And you'll be all right, man. You know, you're never gonna have it all perfect. What it, <laughs> reminds me of one of those charts and what uh, I forget how I met your mother's show. He talks about the the Mendoza line. He goes, the hotter a chick is, the crazier she is, because it goes up the chart like that. <laughs> hey, it is, man. It's one of those things you just got to. Take it how it is. You know what I'm saying? It is. Right. It's one of those things, man. That's a really good chart, man. Chart, man. We got the, uh, we got to put that in the LLT book, man. The cleanliness chart. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man, we keep it real on LLT. Yes, sir. All the way real. 
great show again i think i had fun I had fun chatting it's so cool we just freestyle and uh we, we have notes and then we just kind of go wherever but it's yeah, yeah. 187 <laughs> it's cool, we murdered man. it we 187 killed it oh man so where can people find us Micah? find us live let thrive.com instagram at live let thrive follow me and steve you can hit the follow button our, our Hit the subscribe button below, but you also see our Instagrams below as well. Follow those. And uh, definitely hit that subscribe button. I appreciate the 23 new subscribers we got the last 30 days. Keep on subscribing. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff. Send us an email. Let me, let me pull up something real quick. Uh, I forgot what. The thing I sent you when I was in Mexico, I, I, I found this thing, right? <laughs> this, oh, yeah. yeah. Tell them where people can, leave us, people can leave us voicemails. And uh, let me see. It's called. So you go to SpeakPipe, S P E A K P I P E, SpeakPipe.com slash Live Let Thrive. You can go on there and people, and you can just hit the record button and leave Live Let Thrive a, a question, a voicemail. And you can be funny as hell, man. You know how we are. We keep it real. You can ask the most keep it real question. We ain't trying to cancel culture, nobody. We're, <laughs> we're all inclusive and uh, we have fun. So speakpipe.com. I have a link on, I put a link on the, on the latest show I, I uploaded, but speakpipe, speakpipe.com slash live that thrive and leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show if you want us to. And then we'll, we'll try our best to answer the question. And uh, yeah, just, just have fun with it, man. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I'm definitely gonna put it on the site. And uh, a matter of fact, I'm about to set a link for this in my uh, in my uh, link tree on Instagram, so y'all can go straight there and hit the speak pipe and start recording. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, so, so hit hit the peace pipe and then talk into the speak pipe. You know? <laughs> 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 well, we might get some good questions then. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Thanks for thanks for watching and listening. Facts. Thanks for continuing to listen. We almost to 200, man. I don't know. I don't know if we'll hit it by the end of the year, but thank y'all for continuing to listen to us. It's been an awesome four years. We are out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.